0: Hello, I'm Maria. Hello, I'm Flo. Hello, I'm Nia. Hello, I'm Molly. And welcome to The Marling Perspective. In 2016, Britain, by 51.9% to 48.1% voted to leave the European Union. Three years later, our future is uncertain and the talk of a second referendum still remains. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has previously said that the UK would leave on October 31st. He's agreed to do a deal with the EU, but the bill implementing it has been put on hold. It won't progress before this general election. And today we will argue for and against points for a second referendum and the implication this could cause. Okay, so should we start with four what arguments would you have for a second referendum?
1: I think it does come in light of the fact that the first referendum could be seen as undemocratic, as many of the points and facts given to the public were simply incorrect as
2: much as you could say i guess that there were certain facts that were glossed over surely i would i would probably take the stance of it's more undemocratic for us to go back on something that the majority of the population have already wished to go for and like go forwards i guess yes um it was a legitimate vote with a 71.8 percent turnout so that's more than 30 million people voting to be able to replicate that again it would be incredibly difficult and people would feel ground down, they weren't listened to, it was the people's vote. Or well, was it really the people's vote if they're not being listened to?
0: Mm.
2: A second referendum is just overturning a democratic, a democratic vote and would ultimately lower turnouts in the future, I believe.
1: I think many people were uneducated on the ideas of Brexit as well, so many things have now come to light on how, how damaged the economy will now become as well.
2: But you could, by the same token, say that surely it was, like, the people's place to educate themselves. If you're going to vote on something that takes, like, such, I guess, it's it depends on your own morality. If you want to educate yourself on a subject like something that you're voting for, you have every opportunity to. In addition, Molly, you're saying people were not informed. Well, there was the media, which I think did a quite a, a true job of portraying the, the facts. But people aren't animals. That's such a pompous elitist thing to say people were definitely informed
0: how would you like to argue that they weren't informed Molly
1: um there were many facts that were just incorrect for example the misleading statements such as 350 million pounds a week for the NHS is just now completely false
2: you could say, but by the same token as certain facts were exposed, like the whole reason we're leaving the EU is for our own economic growth. We've been in a standstill since about 2008 with our economy. It's We're not progressing. We're not moving forward. And so something like leaving the EU may just be what we need to jumpstart our economy again.
0: Would you uh, Would you like to add anything to that flow? Yeah.
2: Um, Yes, we, nothing's been done since 2016 with the education system, with the National Health Service. Everything is in need of reform currently. Nothing is happening. We're at a stalemate. If we could just get on with it, the people have voted, we need to listen to the people, we need to get on with it, get out with a deal, potentially, just get out as quickly as possible, cause as little fuss as possible, and turn over a new leaf as an independent country. And on top of it, there are, like, multiple people just becoming bored of the subject. Like, if you take a second referendum, the majority of people would would be more likely to just vote for leave as they would feel that they just want to stop talking about Brexit and start actually getting the stuff done. Like, people... If people still want to leave, like, as they do, then we should still be listening to the people. As we originally stated people were in favor of leaving instead of remaining so to ignore years of like a like popular democratic government that the uk has built up having such a respectable government then we should be the ones surely setting that example but we're instead we've been contemplating the same issue for 3 years now with no progress and i think it's just time for us to just get something done about it and If that's a second referendum, there'll be a lot more public outrage with the whole thing is no one wants to talk about Brexit anymore. Everyone just wants to see it happen.
1: I do acknowledge that, of course, the turnout was very high and that it could be seen as a fully representative thing. However, people didn't know what they were voting for. So therefore, that means that it wasn't accurate in any way. But the second referendum... Would be then more accurate as more facts about Brexit then come to light.
2: Don't you think that there's a possibility that the vote may have changed? Is that why you're thinking you'd like a second referendum?
1: No, I don't. I just think people were misinformed to begin with and people weren't fully aware of the facts. And now people know what they're voting for instead of just kind of being unsure and just voting for what their family thought or what they thought was right and now regretting what they did maybe? Well in the
2: European Parliament elections in 2019 which is quite a current example of now the Brexit party won the largest share of the national vote in the UK after only four months after their foundation so does that show us that is it's that is that the people see, is that the people speaking again that this is what they want? Do we have to say three times that this is what we want? Hmm.
1: I think the referendum was so close before, like it was such a close percentage that I think it is an unfair majority really in, in that case, and it's not a case of arguing three times. It's just a case of it was people were misled by politicians who we're now unsure whether we can trust in future. And I think people just need another chance to do what's right and get their word across, really.
2: I understand that it wasn't exactly a landslide victory, but by the same token, if a certain percentage of people vote for something and it is higher than the other percentage, although it was a marginal percentage, it is still what the people want. And as a democracy, we have to follow what the people want for like their country. That is the politicians jobs so for them to have to see that through that's what they should be doing they should be listening to the people and even if it is a small percentage then it's it's still what the people want and we have to acknowledge that if we extend neve's point all the way back into history what kind of differences would we have seen in the past would there be any massive political changes if we go back and uh, everything that the government didn't want oh we'll just we'll have another go have another go.
1: I don't think it's just what the government doesn't want. I think it's now what the people don't want.
2: But again, it's it's marginal. If, if as, as Flo said, the Brexit party, yet again, like after, as you said, only four months of having started, they, they won the most. And it sort of does go to show that after all this time, people still want the same thing and although the last percentage was marginal 3 years ago it's probably quite clear that this time round it wouldn't be a marginal percentage there would probably be a large amount of people going for brexit because of the amount of time it's taken
1: well that's just blatantly wrong to be honest because many polls since the election have shown that remain has beat leave if well would beat leave would the if if there was another referendum so that I just don't see that that can be true because people don't just want this to be over with. They want to get the correct result for their families, for their children and for their futures.
2: So would this be another stalemate then? Would it be, oh, we've got one vote for leave, one vote for stay. Would we then have to have another vote, for example, to finally get an answer?
1: Well, maybe if boundaries were set to the percentage that could be classed as a victory. And I think that would potentially be a way around such a close call.
2: So do you think the first-past-the-post system would be is a good use for the referendum? Do you think we should use something else?
1: Perhaps, but um, I think by sticking to first-past-the-post, the people know how that works. It's a fairly simple way of voting that people understand and can deal with because one of the massive issues with Brexit is that people didn't understand. So I think by adding in another thing that is unclear and people are unsure about is just really just throwing another unnecessary spanner in the works.
0: What do all of you think about the issue of even if there was a second referendum would the vote be based on whether there was a deal or no deal? Where where do you find the fine details should be included?
2: I think if there was to be a second referendum and it was to be put on the cards so that there was no deal, I think there would be a very significant, like, I guess, way that people would swing. Um, It would need to be obviously addressed by politicians that their plans on the deal, they should make that very clear. So if there was to be a second referendum, we should know the deal coming with it because the public were misinformed and... They do need to know all of the details. It needs to be made clear this time round. I would say I would heavily believe that if there was to be a no-deal Brexit, Remain would win. And to leave would be a like, less popular option in many ways. We should be knowing what's going on in Parliament regardless. We should be knowing what the deal we are being given is and what our options are because it's us who would be affected.
1: Mm, I do actually agree with that point. And I do think that, obviously, I would prefer a remain vote if there was a second referendum, but I do acknowledge that if there was a second vote, then, of course, if Leave won, then that is... You know, we have two votes then that say that the people want to leave. However, I do think, as Neve has said that people need to be clear on what exactly leaving would mean because, as I have previously mentioned, that was never clarified prior to now, really.
2: There does seem to be a lack of, um, I guess, clarification for the public on what entirely is going on with the deals we're be that are being made. Um, and I think that if a second referendum was to come about, it would be completely necessary for the public to know the steps, what's going on in Parliament, so that they can know what they're voting for.
1: Again, I do agree with that. And I think that um things that happen in politics should be more explainable to the everyday person and that it should be more accessible as well so that people do understand what's happening and can prepare. Because obviously, you know, if we do end up leaving the EU, which does seem probable at this point, then people need to know what to expect, what to prepare for, and how they're going to handle the next couple of years where it's going to all be up in the air. And, you know, people need to know what they're going into, really, which, yes, I definitely think that's important.
0: How do you think the government should go about making the ideas of having either a second referendum or having a deal or no deal? How do you think that should be more accessible? what ways
1: would... I just think it needs to, there need to be platforms and I know the BBC have gone a long way in other news pages in explaining certain policies and posting about manifestos but I just believe that it needs to be more accessible so that the everyday person can understand what's going on and can track what's happening in Parliament without it being just something that they don't need to worry about or that they can't worry about because they don't understand it.
2: Yeah I agree I think that if it's easy enough for them to state their policies it should be just as easy as for them to say on every website of a political party they have their policies their manifestos they're easily accessible so there should be at least some type of accessible link on a website, they should be talking about it in speeches. They should be saying what they plan to do with a deal, like their hopes for a deal, because at least then if that party was elected into power, we would have some idea of what leaving the EU would look like. If they were to be able to state their honest intentions, and even if some of it, and in fact, I think the majority of Um, leaving, it would affect business people a lot and so I believe a lot of it would be about business but it should be broken down, I, I believe it should be broken down into sections so people can look for what they need to see so like foreign policies like how tax would be affected travel, businesses like it should be broken down into brackets for people so that they can see exactly what they're looking for and putting your policies on a website should be just as easy as listing what you plan to do.
0: Thank you, Flo, Molly and Neath, for arguing the idea of a second referendum. And thank you for listening to The Marling Perspective.